Well, how's it going, Rhett? It's going good. Welcome back to another installation of Indie Brothers. Yes, all our valued listeners out there. Yes, for sure. Um, this week's been pretty crazy to try and get together and do anything, but here we are. Oh, yes. Apologize for this being put up late, by the way. Since it was supposed to be up this morning, or, well, it has been. This is our fifth one? Yeah, I think it's our fifth one. Yeah, I think so. The last one was pretty bad. I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, man, we were tired. Yeah, well, we're tired <laughs> right now, too. What are you going to do, though? Not much you can do. Yeah, just truck on. Just keep on trucking. So you're checking out those uh, the discounted games on GOG? Yeah, I am. I didn't hear about them until you just brought them up a little bit ago. And there's some classics here. You know, they're kind of, you know, some games that's like, really? Majority Pickup, um, I think they've got Master of Magic on there. I don't know about the Orions, but you know, I saw Master of Magic on there. I picked that one up a long time ago, though. Seems to be quite a few games. Hotline Miami is really good. Hmm. Is that Classic. A, is that a racing game? Hotline Miami? No, it's like a, oh. a strategy game. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, um, it's kind of like set in like the '80s. It's pretty retro. Um, the graphics are supposed to be like kind of reminiscent of like old school, like Nintendo style graphics. Hmm. Um, and it's just like really violent. Like you are supposed to like plan out your moves like really wisely to try and beat each level and. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually a pretty good game. Um, God, and I think I'm most impressed with Theme Hospital. Really? I mean, I've, I've played that one a lot. And I guess I've never played it on the computer, but I played the crap out of that game on uh, PlayStation. I mean, everything else is just kind of, eh, you know, that they have on here. I mean, like, King's Bounty, sure, that's great. Was oh, that on there? Yeah, it's at the very bottom. Oh, that, oh, is it in the, one of the... Um, it's like fl- individual. Flash? Is it a flash sale? I don't know. Uh, yeah, oh. flash deals. Uh, okay, that one wasn't on there uh, earlier when I was looking at them. Because of its... Uh, huh, I'll have to recheck. Of course, I've got that game. Super fun. Like, man, that game has replay value. Just like the whole like strategy of like the hexagonal kind of combat grid. Different monsters to use leveling up your units, uh, learning spells, like there's like a branch uh, for your character to like choose kind of the different abilities that you can use. Um, man, resource management, questing, that's a fun game. Yeah, I can agree with you on that one, it's pretty good. They do have quite a, quite a selection here, I'd say Commandos is pretty good. I looked um, at the D&D Master set. There wasn't really anything. Yeah, I was like, well, I already have Icewind Dale 1 and 2. And, I mean, they don't even have Baldur's Gate 3 on this list, just 1 and 2. Well, and these aren't even, like, the enhanced editions either. Oh. Uh, for well, Baldur's Gate. Edition? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, for Baldur's Gate, like, gotcha. uh, me and Lee, you know, we bought Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition for the, um, for the internet uh, co-op and that sort of thing. Uh, so we were doing that, although I will say that um, 
199 for Neverwinter Nights is pretty good on that deal. Uh, because normally you can get that on good old games for 10 bucks. I think that's what I paid for it. Uh, and then Planescape Torment is like one, simply one of the best games that you could play. It is so good. Matter of fact, two of the only games, well, I bought some other games on, on good old games, but, but, um, two out of the four games I've bought on goodoldgames.com is on that list for the Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. Planescape Torment, which is just fucking so good. And um, and Neverwinter Nights. The other two I bought were Fallout 1 and 2. Which are, the you know, in the same vein as both those games, so. Yeah. Oh, man, only two hours left on that. I was going to try to, on the Flash sale, I was going to try to post something to uh, that Cheerful Ghost site and try to tell him to get that King's Bounty for $2. Like, that's a crazy good deal. Yeah. Ooh, dude, here's a good deal on the Spiderweb RPG collection, Gene Forge. Um, those games are really good. Oh, dude, yeah, and those uh, um Avidin, those two games, uh Avidin 1 and 2 are really good as well. Old school mm-hmm. RPGs. I mean, they're new, they're new. You know, they were made in the last couple of years, but Holy crap, I might need to get Gene Forge because I've been waiting for that to go on sale on Steam again. I missed it last time. And I kind of like getting some of these uh, for for GOG instead of Steam because then it's like a, you know, I can just download it to a machine and play it and I don't have to log into Steam or a little bit of a upside there. Sometimes if you don't have an internet connection, you know. Um, you can play most of your games on Steam without internet connection. You just need to like disable your internet while you're connected to the internet, yeah, rather exactly. than trying to. That's what like, I'm saying. So if you like, all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, my net's down. Oh, I'll just play this game. Oh, it won't let me. Oh, sometimes that works for me. Sometimes, yeah, it depends on the game. Papers Please is on here for three bucks. That's a fun game. Um, but I kid you not, though, I can't speak highly enough of Planescape Torment. Like that game. Is it in the flash sale or the. It's in the D&D package. Oh, oh, oh. Like, if there's one other thing you buy in this whole thing, like, that's it. Planescape Torment? Yeah. Um, It's amazing. It, you know, it's like Baldur's Gate or, you know, those style games um, where you're trying to solve this mystery of, like, why your character is the way he is. And, um, the script for this for this game is like uh oh yeah it says right here the script for this this game is over 5000 pages yeah i mean you know we talk about like uh story and dialogue stuff that's like in kotor yeah. and you know like we play kotor like so that we can you know experience the different things like it's nothing compared to this game mm. which came out like you know Freaking 1999. Yeah. Um, I've never beaten it though, but that's just because I've never put the time in to do it. Yeah. Yeah, same. Well, that's like the Might and Magics that I picked up. Uh, you know, because I played number two a lot. That was the one that we had for the Sega Genesis. Mm hmm. And just, that's a really solid RPG. I mean, you know, like most people went and got Super Nintendos, 
and I've always, you know, been like, oh, I missed out because I didn't get the Super Nintendo, and I got, I had a Sega instead, and so I didn't really pick, you know, it's like we had limited options, I think we, I don't remember where we got the Sega, but we got the Sega, and I was like, okay, well, gotta work with what you got, and there were some pretty good games, you know, Buck Rogers, and, and Might and Magic, I mean, but. Yeah, you know, it's weird, though, because, like, yeah, it had these, like, really good games, like, Dune, I felt like, was, like, really yeah. good. Yeah, it was um, a solid, uh, solid RTS. And then Buck Rogers and Starflight, um, and, like, Starflight's weird, like, I still play that game. <laughs> <laughs> it is just fun, yeah, exploring, like, the the randomness of it. Yeah, um... And, uh, God, what other games? There was that, like, one. It's so hard, though, like, where you are, like, the robot and you, like, fight the monsters, like, you shoot the monsters. Is it, like, one-on-one? Yeah, you know, and you, like... And there's, like, to... a wall between you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that that game was fun. That's, that's the game I was just thinking about. And you have to, like, buy which missiles you want to use, and you have to, like, ration your ammo. Yeah. That, that was a pretty fun game. It was hard, though, yeah. I mean, you know what that game is like? That game is like um, Punch-Out. That's what yeah, it's like. Yeah, kind of, except... I mean, not, really not in a sense way of, harder. like... You get, yeah, you have to pick your weapons and whatnot, so there's... I guess that adds the difficulty to it, because you have to make sure you're picking the right, the right weapons. But as far as, like, you start off with, like, an easy robot to kill, and then he goes up and up and up and up and up, and there's not too many rounds, you know? Probably as many as Punch-Out, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I've never made it to the end of Punch Out either. I made it to the end. I just never beat him. Yeah. I'll be on your headstone. <laughs> What's that? Made it to Mike Tyson? <laughs> but couldn't beat him. <laughs> Overall, though, some uh, pretty decent games for sale right now. I'm glad you told me about that. I don't know if I'll get anything, but. Yeah, I only found out because I was visiting uh, some sites today trying to stay awake. <laughs> and then I saw that. And then I guess the Steam summer sales coming up uh, a couple days. Oh, God. Don't yeah. tell me that. I'm probably going to stay away from that. I mean, it's one thing to get, you know, a pack of games for 10 bucks, but it's quite another to be like, oh, these games. Like, I don't know. Steam just goes overboard. No, you go overboard. <laughs> What you need to do is make sure that you have installed Battlefield 2142. Yeah, I think I have it. Yeah, but you haven't installed it. Uh, did I, where, what did I buy that on? Origin. On? Oh, yeah, Origin. Yeah. Well, that's because I have reformatted recently, so yeah. I don't have a lot installed. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear your excuses. Like I had to reinstall Skype last week. I was like, oh, crap, no Skype. Um, I just found out today that I don't have Dropbox reinstalled. So. All those little things. I'm not on my desktop that much. I prefer to be on my desktop for most things, but... Yeah, well, I would too. Got, uh, got my new Wi-Fi hooked up yesterday. And, well, I don't really know. Yeah, I haven't really tested it on anything to see if it's uh, going to make a difference. I, I mean, it hasn't been dropping us. Like, the other box we had, it was just be like, oh, you've got it in your night, you've got it drop. Oh, back up. Like, 
Like, Weird. Hey, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Cause this one hasn't done that. But the new cable boxes are pretty pretty cool so far. So when are we uh, when are we gonna go through the Star Wars? I saw that you're uh, filling in for that. Look, right. here's what I'm interested in. This machete order? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello, that fixed everything wrong. I know. <laughs> like, when I read that, I was like, are you kidding me? When like, I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why didn't I think of this? You know, it's um, so genius. I mean, when I first read it, I was like, no, no, because I'm such a stickler for, for, I don't know, preserving the way things should be, I guess. I don't know. So I, I like things in order. I really do. And when I first read that, I was like, no, it's dumb. Especially, I don't like the idea of cutting a whole movie. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that part. But you don't well, have here's to. The thing. Do here's four, the five, thing, one, two, three. He, he, t- he discussed it perfectly. Yeah. You you include it as like end. your peripheral Star yeah. Wars experience. Like you would, like when you watch uh, the Clone Wars animated series or yeah. anything. Um, It's actually like pretty genius, I was thinking. Like I, I've been thinking about it a lot, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, for everyone listening who doesn't know, so if you're a fan of Star Wars, chances are that you've been defending the prequel trilogy or apologizing for it or whatever it might be. Um, but uh, there have been a couple people who have tried to fix this. And not um, fix it, as in just ignore them and be like, here's the original 4, 5, 6, that's all you need. Because, frankly, I'd like to include as much Star Wars in my life as possible, and that means fitting in the prequels. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I mean, we've said it over on Duel of Taints a number of times, but like me and Kane both think that uh, Revenge of the Sith is actually pretty good. Um, I don't know. A lot of people give us shit for that, but I don't know why. It's awesome. I mean, did they miss any of the lightsaber duels in that shit? <laughs> but uh, before I get too, you know, okay. off the train here. So, uh, you know, a lot of people have tried to fix the viewing experience of Star Wars. Um, and, you know, like, out there is... is Harmy's despecialized editions, uh, which this yeah. guy freaking like reconstructed the original theatrical releases, where Han um, shoots first, and all yeah, and and a number of other things, and there are 720p Blu-ray discs, um, and he, this guy nicknamed Harmy goes through and just reconstructed this, and so you can do that, sure, that's fine, um. And then, of course, a lot of people are like, well, you watch it in release order. Or you just watch it in the episode order. And then there is another um, order that someone call, uh, came up with. It's called the Ernst Rister. Ernst, Ernst Reister? I don't know. The Ernst Reister order, which starts with episode 4, goes to episode 5, then goes to episode 1, 2, 3... And ends on six. Yeah, it's genius. So that sounds like good. But here's here's a little better. This guy took his own order, and it's called the Machete Order. And because he macheted that number one. 
I don't know. <laughs> well, his his website is called No Machete Junk uh, Juggling. But yeah, he basically freaking cuts a movie out, which just sounds preposterous. But he cuts number one out. So it's the same as the Ernst Reister order, except no number one. So it goes episode four, episode five. Yep, two, get, in, get in your Luke, Phil. Three, six. And he explains it in, pretty much in depth. And just all of his reasonings are just effing mind boggling. Uh, they're so good. You know, you get your Luke filled. You start the story off where it's meant to be started. Episode right. 4 and 5 with Luke. Then after the reveal of, of Darth Vader being Luke's father, you cut... And Han getting captured and just like... Yeah, it's kind a perfect of a big cliffhanger. Point. Yeah. It's a perfect breaking point. And then you get a two-episode flashback about Luke's dad and his fall yeah. to the dark side and all this other stuff. Yeah, you're like, wait, and I want to know more about that. And then you come in back on Episode 6, Return of the Jedi... And you end it the way it was meant to be ended. Um, and he he includes a bunch of things that get removed. So uh, there is no Jar Jar Binks. He has five lines in um, Attack of the Clones. Um, yeah, I like the I like when he tested that on uh, on his like sister in law. Well, not really sister in law, but like or whoever it was. Yeah, and she. What do you think like, of Jar Jar Binks? Who's Jar Jar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a whole lot of just like silly things from episode one that no one liked removed. Um, I don't like that he was bashing on like the, on Darth Maul and kind of Qui-Gon almost a little bit too. And the pod racing, cause all that stuff is pretty badass. I mean, I like the pod racing personally. Um, yeah. I liked Darth Maul, but he's right. I mean, it's kind of confusing. Like, you know, Darth Sidious, he says here, like Darth Sidious is training Count Dooku. Obi-Wan is training Anakin. And that's how it is in the Machete Order. There's no other, yeah, you know, ways to confuse it. Like Qui Gon's training Obi, Darth Sidious is training Darth Maul. But like, what? Who's this other guy in the next movies? It's just like it's so cut, you know. It's but I think the pace. biggest thing about cutting that is the transition from Anakin in the first one to Anakin in the second one. Like he nailed it when he was like, no one wants like a little kid going yippee, and then all of a sudden he's like this angsty, you know, teenager. Like, there's just, it, you know, you just cut the first one and like, oh, okay, that makes sense. In movies two and three, he's pretty much the, got the same character. But in number one, you know, he's he's just like a little young boy. And also that kind of really highlights the age difference between him and Padme. Uh, for if you have watched the first one, you know, because he's like nine or ten or something and she's the queen. Yeah. Which I don't know how she how old she is as the queen probably like 13 or something no i have no idea (laughs) uh i'm just going game of thrones on you right there okay okay well that's yeah lex was saying like 13 or 14 probably and i was like really it's like come on daenerys targaryen is like 13 in the in the books yeah i know certainly not in the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah but, uh, yeah, actually, I, I feel like I want to give this a shot because it just makes sense story-wise. And uh, I just really hate, you know, all that garbage. I mean, it's just, it does. Like, episode one, Phantom Menace just really does distract from the overall, like, theme and point of the story. 
Well, and also I, I like the way it, it does it because it's like, yeah, four or five. So it's like, boom, here's the story of Luke. Like, you Which can, is you the can story. go through it. And then it's like, boom, one and two. Okay, here's the story of Anakin. And then you can kind of, like he was saying, like see similarities. And then you go to six and it's like, wait, is, is Luke like going down the dark side right here? Like they pointed out perfectly that I never even realized with like force choking the the guards in Jabba's palace and being like, don't underestimate my power and threatening Jabba the Hutt. Like he's going down the dark side right there, like to save his friends. Didn't even like, you know, really connect it as well until that was pointed out. And especially if you watch three and then six, it's just going to be like right in your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's genius. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So when are we doing that? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever we have time. Hey, I'm so excited to watch them in Blu-ray. I've been like dying to like go through them, but I was like, I'm going to hold out. I'm going to hold out and like, you know, wait for, for getting the Blu-rays. Cause I, you know, uh, I have all the DVDs and I was like, I just pop them and watch them. But I was like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to hold out for the Blu-rays. So now I've got them and I just, oh, I just want to go through them all and blast it. And... I've Ready. watched the, I've watched the original trilogy on blu-ray yeah yeah it's it's about the same <laughs> <laughs> i watched a uh, number or most of number one the other night uh oh, on father's day because uh but then i stopped it because the kids just were going around crazy and i was like uh, i'm not really enjoying this <laughs> yeah um but it looked pretty badass naboo actually looked really awesome in blu-ray oh i'm sure all that stuff looks great i was thinking that yeah the original yeah yeah i'm sure all those things look fantastic well the oh i read like a really really detailed review of the blu-rays uh before i got them and like this uh guy went through i think it was on amazon like a review on amazon and he he did like a really thorough review of each movie and then what is different from the DVD to Blu-ray and like rated each movie for sound quality and video and then enjoying enjoyableness or, <laughs> um, and also, Enjoyment. <laughs> no, enjoyableness. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> and, uh, and then he also compared like the differences, like what they changed from the movies and whether his girlfriend, who's not a Star Wars fan him who's like a big Star Wars fan how they both felt about the changes and it was a really good review and I was reading it and he was basically saying how number one actually was like the worst crossover to Blu-ray as far as like um, video quality and whatnot Um, and three was like the best and two was pretty good Um, and the originals were or like four five six all turned out pretty good but he was saying like number one for some reason had a lot of I don't know what he called it, but didn't turn out quite as well in Blu-ray, he said. Yeah, well. But I guess there's a couple things, like, added. Um, I haven't got to it yet, but there's, like, a, I, I'm guessing in number six, I someone, uh, I think he was saying, like, Darth Vader says no. Or, like, he's like, no. Like, I don't know. I think I think when he stops the Emperor, instead of it being silent, he says no now or something. Lame. Yeah. A lot of people were just like commenting about that, and he like said that he 
liked it better when it was just silent. Like it wasn't needed to be, didn't need to be changed. Like it was powerful as it was, but it didn't really hurt it the way it was done. Like he said, they did it in a nice, at least they did it in a good way. But he said there was no reason to do that. I don't know. I'll have to watch it myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they keep changing things though. Like, <sighs> yeah. Why did they change it so that Han fired second? Well, you know, and what I read about that was that George Lucas had always said that Han had fired second. He said that it just, like, wasn't obvious. So when they redid it, they were trying to make it more obvious. Hmm. Yeah, to me it seems pretty stupid. We all know Han shot first, but... I never really cared too much uh, about that in general. You're stupid. It until the other day when someone pointed it out and how it spoke volumes about Han's character, about how much he is just like a mercenary out for his own and like he doesn't care if he's going to kill someone. Like, like it changes it from him defending himself to him killing someone to save it to like preemptively, you know? Yeah. Like really. Obviously. How long have you liked Star Wars and you just thought about this the other day? Because it was just such a minor thing. And what? No. Like, yeah. that's why it's such a debate, is because of exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean... I... Because some people want to view Han as a hero, and other people want to view Han as, like, a rogue. Yeah. Well, no, I can see that now. I just It didn't stand out to me. To me, it was more just like, he was there, you know, it, either way it was, it, I felt like he, you know, would shoot him without any qualm. Uh, and... So the fact of him firing first or second didn't really make too, too much of an impact because in my head I was like, either way, you know, I think he has the intent of killing him. And, you know, if, if you know, Greedo shot first, well, he's a bounty hunter. Like, I mean, maybe he just was a little bit quicker. Like, it didn't speak to Han's character to me. It didn't, it didn't say like, oh, you know, Han's trying to be a good guy or anything. It was just like, it, to me, like Han always planned on killing him or you know planned on saving his neck he just you know didn't beat him to the draw or you know didn't uh i don't know it, it wasn't a matter of like he was choosing not to fire until got, he got fired upon or that type of thing you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i've i've always sort of my personal take on the thing is just like i've always thought that he's shot first because that is who han is or was before he joined up with luke you know at the very least i mean you know i know they're not canon and you know they're the legends but i mean you just read about han solo and he's that type of guy he's a survivor and he he doesn't survive by taking chances you know what i mean doesn't take Uh, chances well he does (laughs) going through an asteroid field well, he takes calculated <laughs> chances, but he doesn't, yeah. like, you know, he's not going to wait for Greedo to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> like He's not going to take an unnecessary risk. Yeah. I mean, the difference in that thing is that, you know, when he was doing other things, he didn't have a bounty on his head from Jabba the Hutt, so. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm excited to watch those, and, uh. Yeah. Trying to make time to play some of these other games and whatnot, too. 
Yeah, I've been trying to make some time to play some games, but I was playing a lot of Dota before, but I just haven't had as much time since I've been working for like two weeks straight, and uh, been playing some other games, uh, because I, you know, they go by quicker, so I've been playing a lot of Counter-Strike Global Offensive, and holy crap, like I'm so addicted to that right now. Um, and just like the competitive, like the ranked mode mm-hmm. is just so much more fun than the regular modes. Um, cause it's just so much more focused and people are trying to win and they're using strategies. Yeah. And then it's kind of like the element of fun that you get from Dota, like as you play and you like kind of increase your stats and you kind of get items that like you know uh, that change yeah cosmetic items it's like the same thing yeah um which are cool like you get different skins for your guns yeah and then like when you pick them up like you can kill people with other people's guns and it like you get like stats for that like um so that's been a lot of fun like i've been so addicted to that and then also, too, I've been uh, playing a lot of, well, StarCraft 2, but then uh, I've been playing a lot of this little game called Risk of Rain. I haven't heard um, of it. Uh, dude, it's freaking addicting. So it's just like a little platformer, like, you know, crummy little graphics. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but well, you might like this one, though. It's, uh, you know, like permadeath, like, basically every level you spawn on is random. And the goal is to, like, find, like, basically the idea is that you're a guy, um, and, like, your spaceship crashed. And so your goal is to, like, get to the teleporter at the end of the level. And then when you get there, it's starting, you have, like, a boss fight. And what's cool about it is, like, there's, like, ten different, like, freaking, um, like, characters that you can play as that you have to, like, unlock, um... And each one has, like, different abilities. Hmm. And you can use these abilities, um, but the price is a cooldown, obviously. Um, but the and price is what? A cooldown. Oh, oh, I see. I thought you were saying something else. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a cooldown. Um, and so, like, you try to use your things, like, sparingly. Like, you can just shoot a regular, like, bullet, like, as many times as you want. That's fine. But then you have, like, a, like, as, like, the main, the main, like, character you can play at the beginning. You know, you shoot a bullet as much as you want. Or you've got, like, a, like, a huge, like, shotgun blast that, like, does a ton of damage and hits multiple things. And then you have a dive that, like, makes you, that lets you jump further and also, like, makes you invulnerable while you're diving. So you could try to, like, utilize that to, like, dodge enemies who, like, move too quick or, like, swooping at you. And then you have, like, a little, like, machine gun blast. And it's just, like, freaking really addicting. Um, and as you go through the level, like, you collect money and then you can, like, find little, like, places where you can, like, buy items that, like, do special things. And you level up as you go and, like, increase stats and stuff like that. And you just try and beat the levels and then you get stats and when you die it's over you know and then you just have to start over hmm. um but there's like supposedly like 10 different like characters you can play i don't know but oh sounds cool actually it's uh really addicting i guess the genre technically is called 
roguelike. Huh. I've never heard that genre. Yeah, you have. Mm, no. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think Dungeons and Dreadmore is a roguelike. Well, I'm not saying I've never played a roguelike. I'm saying I've never heard of that term. Really? I'm pretty sure we've used that term, like, the other day. Nah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. <laughs> I remember now. Hmm. Oh, that's weird. Oh, darn that. I've uh I've been playing that one game a lot more, uh Tokyo Jungle. No, oh, yeah, how's that going? Oh, pretty awesome. I got uh um Claire's playing it with me actually. Um and uh, uh and by herself a little bit too. But uh we've yeah, we've played through two player a little bit. Um but pretty good. I just unlocked the cheetah and the bear today. Nice. Yeah pretty cool and i'm like almost to the end of the stories like uh, i don't know if you did any of the stories when you were playing but you like pick mm. up those archive discs yeah and it unlocks story segments i've got one left there's only one <laughs> one left and uh so i'm excited to finish that and and uh then i think let's see i've got i've got a buffalo for like the plant eating animals i've got a buffalo right now it's about like my furthest one i've got That'll unlock a hippo, which I tried to do. Like, I got to the point where it said, okay, go claim the hippo's territory. So I, like, went to, um, like, the places where the, the territory where the where hippos were. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, mark the four flags. And there was just so many hippos, and they just charged the crap out of me and killed me. And I was like, oh, mm. that, that, that's going to be rough. I got lucky with the unlocking the cheetah and the bear at the same time because it was like, I was like, okay, now I'll go take the bear's territory. Then it was like, oh, you've already done that. And it was like, you unlocked the bear. I was like, oh, okay. Lucky. Nice. And then uh, the cheetah will lead me to uh, the black panther. I'm not sure what the bear leads me to. But I'm getting, getting a lot of stuff. It's pretty fun. Nice. That's cool. Well, that's the furthest you got in that. You're the one that got me... Dude, I've played, <laughs> I, I think I played the game for like maybe four hours, and it was like when I was still living with Cody, like right when I bought the PS3, so like maybe two years ago. Yeah. What so, animals did you have? You start with like, start with like a little... Uh, the Pomeranian. Pomeranian, yeah. God, I played I think, that as a lot. And, uh, I, th I think I had the Pomeranian and the Beagle, and that might have been it. Well, and then the, for the leaf eaters, you start with like the little... Siku deer or something. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't think I ever played as the deer, though, really. Oh. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely uh, sometimes harder to play as the leaf eaters. Yeah, I'd say that's probably a safe bet. Hmm, boy, you didn't play that much at all, did you? The Pomeranian and the Beagle. He didn't get the Golden Retriever or the cat? I don't think so, dude. Like I said, dude, four hours of that. <laughs> oh, man. I bought the game, and it was awesome, and I told everyone about it, and then I never played it, really. Right. Well, you should go back through it. It's fun. It's just, you know, it's pretty quick playthroughs, so. Yeah. It's just kind of fun unlocking stuff, and then, like, I don't even, like, play through to the, to as far as I can anymore. Like, what I used to do is I'd, like, 
whatever animal I just unlocked, I'd play as that animal, and I would try to just, like, also survive as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I just kind of, like, streamline to unlocking the next thing and, like, have a little fun while I'm at it. But And it pops up with, like, random encounters, um, and those are kind of fun to go try to catch and see what they are. Like, this one was like, oh, there's a giant... Uh, what was it? It was a chicken or something? I think it was a chicken. Yeah, it was like, oh, there's a, oh, it was a chicken boss. It was like, there's a chicken boss in, in this area. And I was like, cool. So I ran all the way over there and I was like, oh, here it is. And it was like a huge fat chicken. <laughs> huh. That's cool. And then this one time it was like, there's a, there's a, uh, a, a um, chicken party. Was it chickens? Yeah, it was. It was chickens. It was like, there's a chicken party uh, in this section. So I like went there, and there were there was like 40 chickens, and they were just like running around like crazy. <laughs> there was a cat party one time, but I didn't go check out that one. I had to kill a, like a pterodactyl today. What? Uh, yeah, that was hard to kill. So it like swooped down. And pterodactyls aren't real. I don't believe you. Uh, well, it's part of the story, but also the, like the dinosaurs will start spawning once you get past like forty, fifty years of living. Oh wow! Um, yeah, only a maybe couple. I do need to go back and play this. <laughs> dude, dude, it's fun. And there's so many different ways to die. I mean, I've been like. I mean, like, you die from bigger animals attacking you, you die from starvation, you can die from old age, you can die from toxicity, like, poison, like, uh, it's pretty, pretty good game for just, like, keeping you, like, constantly running and just, like, trying to get places and I'd have to get back. I haven't even t- like played a game on my PS3 in quite a while, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, what I've been playing on. Uh, mostly that or my laptop. Or um, actually, I've been sorting my magic cards a lot. I'm almost done. So nice. Um. Also, I hate to take it back to this, but um, so Risk of Rain was made by the same people that made Starbound. Oh. Wait, wait, which one's Starbound? Is that the... It's like the Minecraft. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I need to get back into that one. Yeah. Uh, I figure that's a good place to take it. But, um, you know, we're uh, right at 40 minutes here. Um, you want to... Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> we could probably, uh, if you wanted to keep talking, we could do another one. Um, um, I don't care either way. Um, well, it'd be nice probably to get this one uploaded as quick as possible, and I don't know how long that whole process takes you. Should we stop recording right here? Well, well, I see. Unless just... you're wanting to keep going, then we could just make one long one. And well, cut no, it. no. Let's we'll start another one. But I was just going to cut it out because I want to do the closing. Oh, oh I, right. I but, tried uh... to like, I hit you up on Steam, but you're offline. To like type it to you, but 
Uh, I wouldn't. I'm over at the table anyway. Sorted cards. You, you would have got the notification on your headset. But, um... Oh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's safe to call it. Week for the for this uh, edition of Andy Brothers, right, Jason? Yeah, yeah. It was a, it's been a busy week, and let's close it out strong. Yeah, definitely. So make sure you guys go out and check out uh, GOG.com. Pick up some of them games that they got on sale. Yeah, hopefully um, the sale's still going by the time this uh, they hear this. I don't know how long it's really going or not going, but well, at least the Steam sale will still be going by the time this people hear this. Oh yeah, and I'm sure GOG. I mean, this will be up pretty soon. So. Yeah. Well, I just I don't know how many days. Like if it's. Well, until... okay. Regardless of the sale, make <laughs> sure you go check out GOG.com and and get some games because they are pretty awesome. And uh, obviously, you know, they don't sponsor us anything, but uh, we're big fans. <laughs> well, especially because so... there's stuff like DR DRM free. Yeah. So I mean, it just makes it so easy. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could go pirate the. GOG versions, uh, which makes life so much easier for you if you do that. Um, I've never done it. I just buy it. I mean, it can't yeah. be much easier than. Yeah, and, and we don't endorse do. pirating on here. I mean, oh um, no, officially. No, not <laughs> no, not at all. But um, but it doesn't get easier with GOG because you buy it, you download it, you install it. You don't have to jump through all these loot hoops and. And they make it make compatible it... too, like with the with your operating system. Like I got, you know, the uh, Master of Orion and the Master of Magic, and like before I used to have to DOSBox to play those. Now it's just like boom, they've got it all ported for you. Yep, it's good to go. Anyway, cool man. Well, that's it for this week of Andy Brothers. Yeah, it's been Tune good. Tune in next time. All right, go ahead and hit stop.